0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Let's move forward on the defensive uh, scheme, if you will. I don't think that this is going to be a position that the Packers take. Obviously, they took one in the first round, first their first pick in the draft last year. But linebacker? <laughs> it feels like a position group that's semi-locked up, but they didn't pick up Chris Barnes. You know, they didn't bring back Chris Barnes. So it's really, truly they're starting to... And then who knows, but I can't see the Packers using a premium pick to draft an inside linebacker again this year.
2: Yeah. And I think the hard part with like a lot of these players too is it's a it's a pretty weak class at inside linebacker. Like this this year, there might not be any selected in the first round. There's a couple needy teams like the Bills, maybe towards the end of the first round that you could see grabbing somebody if they're on the board like I think Trenton Simpson is really like the consensus number one um, and there's some like freaky athletic guys I know a lot of Packer fans like Jack Campbell because they've seen him play a lot out of yeah. Iowa and like they're very athletic there's a lot of good traits there but it would just feel like an abundance of riches at this point if you have all pro Devondre Campbell Quay Walker and then you drafted someone high um, I did think it was a little bit interesting though that some of the names that the Packers have brought in like uh, Marte Mapu out of Sacramento State he took a top 30 visit with the Packers and he's one of those tweeners between safety and inside linebacker. So,
1: which you know, the Packers
2: love, hence right. the two, three Carpenter pick. Yep. Right. So, he technically, you know, he's all American, played safety and nickel in college. So, he's got the experience um, to translate into that kind of hybrid role. 80 inch wingspan, which is just insane. Um, you would assume that translates to being a good tackler. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of like really. And I think that's part of this class, too, is there's a lot, again, of undersized prospects. And I think that's kind of the evolution of the game As guys are getting smaller and quicker and faster. And there's a certain edge rusher I'm thinking of who fits this bill that I know you're going to want to talk about when we get to the edge rushers. So, yes, smaller, quicker, tweener players, but some that I really, really like.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was listening to the Mina Kimes show today and it was about offense. She did her offensive prospect prospect views and she was also saying how many guys are undersized in this class and it's both sides of the ball and I'm wondering like are we just not drinking enough milk these days but no (laughs) but I think
2: think,
1: like in all seriousness right it's becoming you know I guess a game it's getting safer right the game is getting safer which means guys who were typically undersized can play now say what you will about that but I think that's part of it and there's a piece of this where offensive minds are just getting better at scheming guys open and so if you're getting schemed open all the time and you're not taking these like hard hits you're more likely to translate into the next level or at least be a phenomenal college athlete because you don't have to be 6'3, 220 to play receiver anymore you know you don't have to be a bruiser back you can be Aaron Jones size so I don't know if I feel good about taking a defensive player like that, though. I think there's something to be said for it on offense, but I can see the Packers just saying we want our big body, our high ras, our good tacklers, right? Aggressive, all the things that we've talked about. I just don't know if a smaller size necessarily translates well on that side of the ball.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. And a lot of the names that are in this class, like Day Henley from Washington State, is one of the you could say top four, top five inside linebackers. He's got an eight relative athletic score, which is good. It's still it's like an elite score, but if you run his numbers as a safety, his rest jumps to nine point three five. So a lot of these guys, like the way that they're built, are like these lighter, quicker inside linebackers. And maybe that would be something enticing to the Packers, right? To have somebody to drop into the box in the Adrian Amos role who's bigger than Adrian Amos and faster than Adrian Amos, but isn't like a true safety. So I think it's kind of the evolution of defenses too and where, you know, as offenses evolve and you're getting more, you know, motion and jet sweep and things, you need the Koi Walker inside linebacker who can cover sideline to sideline and you can no longer really afford like Brian Urlacher will always have a role in the NFL, like the, you know, the prototypical inside linebacker. But I, a lot of these tweeners to me are really interesting as far as like, what would the Packers do with them and how would they mold them? Especially Joe Barry being an inside linebackers guy. Mm -hmm. What would you do with more athleticism in that room?
1: Yeah. I mean, you could see the way he was starting to use Quay towards the end of the season. But I think there's something to it too, where quarterbacks are now triple threat guys, Mm -hmm. right? Can you throw, or I should say duel, but can you throw, can you run? And they can (laughs) sing. Yeah, exactly. They dance around. Actually they dance. They (laughs) dance in the pocket, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like these quarterbacks are becoming like the Lamar Jackson, the Jalen Hurts is even like, to some extent, like I think Josh Allen is an interesting one too, where he's a huge dude who is not afraid to run through you And pick up a first down. And so you're also looking at these inside linebackers, just like you said with Quay, where you kind of need them to spy too, right? You need someone who's, depending on who you're playing, spying out the quarterback. And someone's got to be on them pretty much at all times, especially if they're a threat to run the ball. And we're about to, as Packer fans, have a quarterback now who can do that, right? Jordan Love can use his legs. There's a huge, like, kind of comp, to him you know a notch in his cap if you will coming out of the draft because he could run he could extend plays with his legs and so you're also asking linebackers to not just do their traditional role but now be on the quarterback and be able to like wrap up and tackle a quarterback which when you're smaller like you're not going to be able to tackle a Josh Allen when he's barreling towards you you know
2: yeah (laughs) I wouldn't
1: want to do that
2: (laughs) Us at 5'3 trying to get after Josh Allen. Um, Not that small, not that undersized, but let's talk about then um, some edge rushers that we like because you Mm -hmm. have a crush on an an edge rusher who I believe is a bit undersized traditionally to play the position, but uh, we're just talking about how that could be a good thing in today's NFL. So,
1: yes. So, see, it's interesting because to me, undersized at edge, you can use to your advantage right? If you can use that speed and that twitchiness to get around the edge or even around an offensive lineman, depending on how you can use your hands, like that could play to your advantage. And I know that this man is probably a little polarizing simply because of his size. But I think if you put on some functional strength, like it wouldn't be an issue anymore. But I love Nolan Smith, right? He is high ras, high athlete, fast, twitchy, Loves to tackle, loves to get in there, is super aggressive. And yes, he is a little bit undersized, right? He does kind of tween between edge inside linebacker size, but he would just be so complimentary to me in this Packers front because he doesn't need to be a one, right? He ha- You have... Rashawn Gary he is your one you have Preston Smith he is your two and then you can do what you did with Rashawn Gary with Nolan Smith as your three right in certain packages in certain looks you can bring in he's so relentless like just absolutely just a motor that is going to go go until he gets to where he needs to be. And he just also, to me, when I was reading about him as a human, he actually really reminded me of Rashawn Gary coming out of the draft. He's a good dude. He's got interests outside of football. He's well-rounded. He just screams Packer player to me, not to mention he's a Georgia Bulldog.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like the little asterisk. Like That's what they're looking for at the end of the uh, the draft. They're like, high relative, athletic score, really good human being, also a Georgia Bulldog. Text all the points. Yeah, that exactly. uh, has a first round pick. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like we say this every year. Like, I don't know if it's just that there always seems to be a lot of talent at edge positions in the draft, but this is another, you know, I think really strong class where I could see, depending on how the board is following the Packers, potentially even trading up if there's somebody that they really like. Will Anderson, I think, is like the consensus first pick, and obviously you have to be at like three to snag him, so that seems kind of not attainable for the Packers. Um, But if if there's more quarterbacks going in like the top six, seven, eight, that pushes, you know, Miles Murphy is up there from Clemson. I think that he's a really intriguing option. Tyree Wilson, Tyree Wilson Texas Wilson. Tech, met with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, I, w- I guess I should say, I think if I had to put my very meager life savings on the line here, I would think that the Packers take edge with their first selection. Not necessarily I- at 15, but I think with their first pick.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It is, again, just a position that the Packers covet. And I agree like you take talent at this position in the first round. Period. Like, end of story, right? Not like tight end. Obviously, tight end class this year is a little bit different. Not like safety. Like, this is a blue-chip position, and if somebody falls to you, you take them. You can never have enough edge rushers. We saw it after Rashawn Gary tore his ACL, right? The Packers front. The defense itself just completely changed, and the Packers have brought in a number of edge rushers so far. They've got Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State. They brought in Oh God, please help me with this pronunciation. Adibaware from Northwestern. Hope I did okay there. This is not my strong suit. I try very hard. Uh Keon White from Georgia Tech. And that is it so far for their top 30 visits. So they're doing their due diligence, and they're also doing their due diligence like across all levels, like all rounds.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite prospects who so I haven't seen a ton. Uh, Mock to the packers and i think it's just because he's another like kind of tweener but this time he's a tweener between an edge and a defensive lineman where he's just like sized enough where i see him fitting really well as like the a darius smith role right mm. where he's roaming nose and he can play three tw- three technique and he can line up on the edge but um it's Tui tuipulotu from usc and interestingly, his NFL comp per Lanzer line is George Carloptis, who I know a lot of Packer fans really liked last season, but played a ton of edge at USC, but he also was a three technique. He played some nose tackle, um, but he can, he can rush from anywhere. Six three two sixty six. 266. His brother Marlon actually plays for the Eagles as a defensive tackle. And then his cousin is the 49ers safety, um, Talanoa Hufunga, who I know a lot of people really like. So talented bloodlines there think he would develop um as a really really fun kind of chess piece for that front where you could line him up at nose which would be really fun and get kenny clark outside a little bit he could come off the edge he can be kind of a stand-up nose so i love him i just don't really know where he fits i think at this point maybe 30s 40s as far as like where the packers i think they'd have to move for sure
1: yeah I love the idea of moving Kenny Clark around just imagining like what you can do with him and taking his game to like the next level. He's already one of the best noses in the game, but like thinking about what else you could do with him would be so fun. And he hasn't really had that opportunity because he's just holding down the fort there in the middle.
2: Yeah. And right. Like, it feels like we talk about operation, get Kenny Clark help every <laughs> season. And we're hoping Devonte Wyatt can be, the help that he needs and TJ Slayton does some as a help as far as being like a true nose tackle but the Packers lost Dean Lowry they lost Jaron Reed so Kenny needs someone to help him create a ton of interior pressure but somebody who can also like hold down double teams so that Kenny mm-hmm. isn't always the one that has to hold down double teams because Kenny wants to get after the quarterback
1: he does He especially loves sacking Kirk Cousins. Fun fact. (laughs) Um, He said that in an interview.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.